spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. Well, this is a story not of the universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 499. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And uh, it's a small show tonight. We'll see about that. We'll see about that, yeah. I say that up front. I don't know that for certain, but uh, (laughs) we don't have a lot on the plate. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some big things happened. Announcements were had. Meaty, if not uh, large in quantity. Mm, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of meat on the bone, but we'll dig no. into it. Whatever's there. No. Uh, before we get into that, if you'd like to join us on Facebook and our group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash DC on screen podcast. And uh, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, 205-259-6331. Next week is our 500th episode. So we, of course, welcome you to uh, give us a call. Uh Proffer congratulations. Uh, damnations, whatever. Damnations are also acceptable. It might, maybe even comical. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, 205-259-6331. And moving right into things. There is a Supergirl movie in development. Yeah. Yeah, there is. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that, man? Uh, nope. Oh, nope. Oh, we have a a negative reaction. I'm gonna go with a nope. What's going on, Jason? It's not a hard negative. It's not let's a hard. Talk, it's, not, talk, it's not a hard no. Let's talk this out. What's, what's going on, buddy? It's a friendly nope. What's, what's going on? Um, so, uh huh. Th- We're there, waiting with bated breath. There's a limited amount of resources at WB. I mean, even even even. You, you would know, think. I mean, I know they got money and all, but but it is limited. And um. Mm-hmm. I. There are things I want more, mm-hmm. and I have Supergirl, and I really like her. Uh huh. So me personally, I, I I like Melissa Benoist just fine, and I'm I'm really happy with that. Like that's that's a solid show that keeps on kicking, man. Hmm. Um. I don't really need this necessarily. Well, we don't need any of it. Yeah, but even when you even even when you take that version of the word need and and really 
give me that flexibility. I don't need this. Yeah. Um, I, I very much need a follow-up to Man of Steel way more. I mean, I, I, and I'm not saying that this is what's happening instead of that. I'm not being that, uh, I'm not trying to generalize. I'm not trying to guess. And I mean, that's... Sure. I'm just saying there are places I would rather than put the resources right now than developing a Supergirl script with a guy with eight IMDb mm-hmm. entries. Right. <laughs> See, that was my... Like, I don't mind a Supergirl movie. Like, I think it's, you know, perfectly understandable that they would want to jump on that train. Uh, you know, even Zack Snyder was talking on Vero about uh, he didn't consider the, the broken pod to be Supergirl, even though David Goyer did. We see how much they disagreed then. Yeah. Um, he, cause Goyer wrote a whole comic book, a uh, comic book about it, but, mm-hmm. uh, Snyder says they did leave another way open for Kara and it was in plain sight. And I don't know what that exactly is, but I mean, I like the movie. I'd be happy to go back and check that yeah, out. Absolutely. See if I could find it. I just haven't had time. Absolutely. I don't mind the idea of a Supergirl movie, but you know, the only thing I've seen from this Oren Uziel, the, the screenwriter is the Cloverfield Paradox. Have you actually seen it? I've seen the Cloverfield Paradox. Okay. And to say that I wasn't impressed is an understatement. Mm, okay. That film, but, Let's do this uh, you know, that film was heavily doctored, though, to force fit it into the Cloverfield universe. Yeah, that's what I was going to look up. Um, um, but that said, almost none of it was good. Like, it was all, f- <laughs> like, it was mostly it was, shot, from what I understand. You're just saying it was. Before it was, they. Shot a couple extra scenes to make it Cloverfield. So mostly pieces of shite uh, right. stranded together. All right. So, but this is a story by and story by or uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So Oren Uziel, I don't know. We'll guess. And Doug Young uh, uh-huh. did story by, and it looks like they did it slightly separately because it's the mm-hmm. end instead of the ampersand. I think I'm pretty sure I remember mm-hmm. how that role works. Um, and then writing credit, screenplay by screenplay by Oren Uziel. So, I mean. That's a rough one, man. I mean, that that just means yeah. it, it went through a lot of game planning, and then it, it didn't really come from a script per se. It came from a story by, and then get this thing on paper kind of thing. I'll, I'll say this about the Cloverfield paradox: if you really, if you want to see a lot of really good actors, unknown good actors, uh, making the best out of a shitty script mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a fantastic premise, Cloverfield paradox is for you. Like it's just like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing premise. And what are they doing with it? They've turned it into an alien ripoff, and, but thrown in some gobbledygook. Like, oh no, it's weird because of the things that happened. We we had a just a, <laughs> a hodgepodge a, of sci-fi excitedness. We we have a particle accelerator that we started in space, and now it's because of that. Like a dude can get his arm chopped off. Like Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd can get his arm chopped off, and that arm can run around and do shit. Mm-hmm. It was stupid. Of course. It was stupid. Anyway, uh, I, I can't speak mm. to the other. Uh, I, d- I didn't watch his Mortal Kombat series. I didn't watch 22 Jump Street because I would have had to have watched the first one and then probably also the TV show. I'm not even. I didn't no, watch any of that. I don't know that you do. And I'm not even opposed to watching the Jump Street series. I, I hear it's really fun for what it is. I'm just not normally. I don't mm-hmm. normally hop in and like, I, I, I just have like a time. So I don't hit a lot of just action comedies. And then yeah. I, this whole Shimmer Lake situation, I don't know. I don't know from that. I don't I don't either. Like it's on Netflix, maybe that's what got them excited. I'm not sure. Mhm. I, I I don't know. I really don't know how this guy got this job. That's what this amounts to. We're talking about a guy that like is they're filming Sonic the Hedgehog. Mhm. And screenplay announced by Mortal Kombat. 
Mm-hmm. And then his next project is apparently going to be Supergirl. I don't understand. Right. I don't either. I like Supergirl. I would love to see a version of her on the big screen. Have to wonder if there isn't a better way to introduce her. Uh, so there seems to be a serious outcry for Man of Steel 2. I'm open to seeing what they do. Uh, but I really have to wonder why. Why are we doing this? We're not necessarily doing it. Someone was given a commission to give us, you know, let's do a let's do a draft and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. That's where we are right now. I know. No further. This is this isn't I even know. greenlit. It's just I know. You know. Hey, go go write this. Here's two hundred grand. <laughs> it's not even yeah. a ridiculous figure. It's, it's one or two hundred grand, man. Maybe if you're just I going mean, to write this little this little treatment. Yeah, maybe the expanded treatment. I don't know. Really. I don't know. I, I don't know how, how this ended up on his plate. I I don't know. I don't, the, the, tapping this guy feels like a mission to fail. I'm not even sure it's a mission to fail. Maybe he wrote the fuck out of Sonic. <laughs> I want that on a plaque somewhere. <laughs> like maybe there will be some mortal fucking combat. I don't know, man. Maybe yeah. there's something happening that that we're not aware of. But it did seem a little odd. Just to just to pull to um to I don't know put it politely it seems seems a bit off and mm-hmm. I'm a bit confused. Yeah, but as you put it, I'm not put off by the project. It's not that I don't kind of want a Supergirl movie. It's that I kind of already have one, and we don't live in an infinite universe. We live in a zero sum game of resources and and like companies only having so much time to devote to certain things. And I I just I want them I want the efforts diverted elsewhere right now. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> I agree. All right, uh, popping over to the Birds of Prey. They the rap is reporting that the villain for Birds of Prey is going to be Roman Sionis, aka the Black Mask. Why not? Um, I'll tell you why not in just a minute. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Black Mask is, because he is a very, I don't know, I'm going to say C lister villain. Uh, B to C. Cat, I mean, you you can't argue yeah. A, and I wouldn't argue D, but B to C. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this guy murdered his folks, took over their business, ran it to the ground, and returned his black mask, the head of the False Face Society. Um, I don't, I've never been a huge fan of Black Mask, if I'm being honest. I can appreciate his look, but his appearances in the books have always really bored me. I've never really quite gotten the, uh, the appeal, I guess. And I know in the New 52, they gave him, like, a technological mask, and he can, like, control minds and stuff. None of that yeah. has ever been interesting to me. Um, I am I wrong about this? There's some interpretation where like that mask is made out of a coffin. I can't yeah, remember who. Yeah, it's his it's his parents' casket, I think. Okay, yeah, or his that dad's was casket or something. Yeah, there's a little bit of something to that. Here's what I do know. But he gets struck by lightning. He gets struck by lightning before he like decides like this is the path or whatever, and goes and like hacks <laughs> up his daddy's coffin. It's a stupid idea. I don't dig it, man. I just don't dig him. I'm not overall. a huge huge fan of uh, the character either, but here's what I like about it. Uh, uh-huh. Birds of Prey right now, mm-hmm. and especially because they're picking this guy, mm-hmm. feels like a more grounded film. If, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, we're not going to have uh, floating magic trash roller coaster in the sky here Right. next time we see <laughs> Harley. I don't know. I mean, in, in the comics, they, they, they had him get hit by a bolt of lightning while he was like breaking into his parents' tomb. I know, but Flash, but Flash. I got it. I know. Look, they, there's there are, there are outlets out there reporting that the the, the synopsis, and this isn't official. Who knows? 
but they're saying that the synopsis is that the character's going after Cassandra Kane, you know, like a, or a young girl who a crime lord has uh, kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And that all, uh, you know, that sounds right. If there's a black mask involved, Cassandra Kane is a little girl here, and okay, fine, whatever. Um, and if that's what we're doing, whatever. I don't, I don't get black mask. I've never really quite cared. Right. And I don't care now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not huge on it. But the the thing it said to me was that it would be like a. Um, Possibly a, a more grounded thing. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. And I I know how uh, I know how crazy this sounds, but he was voiced by John DiMaggio at some point, uh-huh. and, and that endears me a little bit. Was he? Raven the Bold. Oh, okay. See, I was thinking of John DiMaggio playing the Joker opposite of the Black Mask in that amazing scene in Under the Red Hood. I'm not doubting you there. <laughs> DiMaggio has touched Fair your hearts like- in many ways. I love that bit where like that's that's my favorite black mask bit is when he goes in with all those dudes and tries and says he needs the Joker, and uh, Joker goes <coughs> water, <laughs> <laughs> and they go to give him the water. He like breaks the glass, like rips the dude's throat out, takes the guy's gun and kills all the guys, and then says, "I'm gonna need some guys, but not these guys. These guys are dead." <laughs> <laughs> and like black mask just takes it all in stride, like all right. <laughs> well, you've bested me today, but <laughs> anyway, I hope the best for the Birds of Prey movie. I do. I'm I'm dubious about it. Without Barbara, I'm dubious about it being R-rated. I'm just weird about it. I don't know what what to think about it. It's weird. They're taking a lot of chances it's... here. Uh, but Black Mask, <clears throat> for what it's worth, on um, in the games was mm-hmm. uh, pretty fun. Okay, he was he was a bit ominous. That. To steal your uh, your worry for some hope, mm-hmm. might be something to it. All right, well, I'm cool. not particularly worried about. It. Like, if you just need, we just need a like a down to earth uh, gangster villain, and you pull Black Mask out of the hat to make that happen. Cool, I can actually live with that. Yeah, all right, and it'll ground the damn series for a second. Mm-hmm. For a second. Mm-hmm. Don't know where it's. I've going had enough there. grounding. You know, I do. I, I feel like I've had enough grounding though. In a lot of oh, ways. Oh, I I mean grounding uh, budgetarily. Oh. <laughs> well then i agree yeah <laughs> I, I don't need gritty takes on stuff we already have enough of that going on that's yeah. fine and i'm and keep going I, I don't have a problem with that just saying yeah uh it, it doesn't need to feel as much like a sci-fi adventure as it needs to feel like a, a comic book adventure like at some point i want harley quinn to hit someone with a bat that's one of my major goals here mm-hmm. that's one of my major goals here we didn't have enough of that in Suicide Squad. We didn't. I mean, no. Like, the elevator okay. scene was fantastic. That yeah. was very satisfying. All right. But, you know, I, I, she's a badass. I want a little more of that. And she's going to be surrounded by other badasses. Let's 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 do some of that. Let them hit people. Uh, I say I say a shoe the bat. I require a mallet this time around. Oh, yeah. Oh, an upgrade to a mallet would make me really happy. <laughs> really happy. I, and it would be fun if they actually found a way to justify that giant mallet that she's always portrayed as hold- like she's always portrayed holding a mallet that is something like six times her head size uh-huh i i don't understand how it even happens mm-hmm. i mean if it was like if it was made of bamboo or something but it always just looks like a giant trunk of wood on the end of a giant stick of wood that somehow she's able to wield uh-huh and and does it with like the cat-like you know gymnast agility that she runs around the page with i i 
I would love it if someone sold me that. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. Um, last bit of movie news. We have uh, apparently Production Weekly is reporting that uh, DC Films is going to start production on The, the Flash in February of 2019. We don't know with that whom? That can't come. No, that can't come. Well, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Not completely. It's just been a very ambiguous kind of project up till now. Well, I mean, if we if we are to believe that, as has happened in the past, the directors are going to leave. <laughs> yeah, true. But, you know, Goldstein, I think his name is Goldstein and Daly, they seem to be uh, sticking for, for now. So, that'll work. I, I'm excited. I Can we move it up? Anything we can do? No? All right, guys. Well, I've said before, though, like... At- to some extent, I almost don't believe stuff like that until they're like until things are rolling. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I know it's an old reference, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I I like your point. Like, let's just move it up to let's just move it up to like October, so you have something in the can. You've committed already. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm excited. Any news on the Flash front? I get excited. Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, you see the stuff with uh, ah, oh, what's his name, Jeffrey and Morgan. Yeah, which stuff exactly? Like. Uh, I know they talked about. Um, he was talking about they're probably not going to do Flashpoint for a while, right? So that may rule him out. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm, bit of a shame. I'd just like to see him around, but I would too. Apparently, Hamada is just going to focus on this whole Flash origin situation and everybody's origin situation. And um, I don't yeah. know. I, I part of me wants to say, like, come on, man, we all know these people's origins, and what are we doing here? The other part, the other part of me is thinking, like, yeah, well, I get that, but. For the several million people you need to go watch these movies, you need to do an origin movie. I think. I think if they do, I think if they do the Flash, if they do, if Aquaman is successful and they do the Flash and it's successful, I think Flashpoint will be close behind you because think that's we sequel? know we know Wonder Woman is popular. We know that if if Aquaman gets it, and Flashpoint is what is you know Flash and uh, Thomas Wayne as Batman running around. Trying to prevent World War Three from that's already mostly happened from mm-hmm. from uh, the Amazons and the uh, and the Atlanteans. Right. No way would audiences would churn out to see that shit. You know, you say that, and then I do say that <laughs> they announced a film called Batman vs Superman, and everyone kind of uh-huh. flipped out. I, I don't know. Like apparently, they want people. To yeah. some extent, I, I do get the feeling that audiences do want like a galvanized team going against whomever. You know, I don't know what audiences want. I don't either. They're very confusing types these days. I agree. We should make a uh, new millennium remake of what women want, but make it what fandoms want. <laughs> oh, dude, you'd have to have like it'd have to be David <laughs> Holler sitting there to in the crosshairs for that <laughs> for that to work. I mean, we're talking several personalities. All well represented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be yeah. it'd be rough. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're gonna move over to the DC TV. There's a big announcement here. Kind of a lot of stuff going on, but uh, you know, like I said, same thing. A couple of big things. <laughs> uh, they've cast Batwoman. We got it her. Is, uh, yeah, it is Ruby Rose. She has appeared in Pitch Perfect three. She was in John Wick Chapter two. Uh, she is going to be appearing next in this movie called The Meg, which looks terrible. It does. She was in Orange is the New Black. And look, man. Um, That's the only place I'll I've actually it. seen her. And she's fine. I mean, uh, it wasn't. I didn't watch Orange is the New Black. I just kind of wandered through while my wife was watching it. Mm-hmm. But I have seen her there a few scenes. 
I, I tried to find a few clips on, on YouTube because I was unfamiliar with her. Um, in John Wick, she was silent. I guess she was deaf or mute or something. She used sign language either way. I haven't watched those movies. I just saw a couple clips. Nice. She seemed all right there. Um, Orange and the News Black, she's, she's got her Australian accent, but I almost feel like she wasn't intending to have it. So I'm a little concerned about that, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't actually seen her do speaking roles because everything you find on YouTube is her doing either. She's either doing herself for some kind of video or she's like, like I, I or she's singing, you know? Yeah. So I don't know what she's, I don't know if she's can do an American accent. Uh, from what I've seen and I'll uh, try to put it delicately. I think she's on par with the other CW actors. I, I don't think she's. Not gonna, I don't think she's going to be winning any awards anytime soon. I, but it's fine. Mm, that 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 does feel like a cheap shot in a way. <laughs> I mean, we well, we have I talked mean, several this... times about how the CW actors in general have at times just blown us away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and several of them, in particular, we've said like every time we see this person, just good yes. lord. Uh, so yeah. I feel like that's an unfair shot. Okay. Okay, I'll winnow it down then. I don't think she's worse than Melissa Benoist, and I don't think she's worse than Katie Cassidy. Okay. She's not worse than Grant Gustin. So very roughly you're saying for the expectation expectations you have of this uh of leads. This universe. I'm talking about leads. Yeah, I know, I know. Because what, what one of the weird things that CW tends to do, I feel, is they cast weak leads and really strong supporting actors, if that makes sense. No. You don't think so? No, I don't. I, 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 with Arrow might be the reverse of that. Like, I think I like Stephen Amell more than anyone else on that show. I mean, I, I <laughs> like, I agree for Arrow's sake, but I don't, I don't agree though. I mean, I, okay, we have at times uh, fawned over, you know, how much we've liked, you know, a, a Supergirl scene or a, a Barry Allen mm-hmm. scene or something like that. Sure. And I, I don't remember a lot of times where we sat there and just kind of were pulled out of the show because, you know, Grant Gustin was just acting so poorly that we, we couldn't, couldn't bear it. I don't, I mean, I know I mean, they've never cast that strong bad. leads. It's never that bad. I'm not even, I'm not willing to go with that bad even like they, they cast these things strongly. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a few notches further. Like I'm really happy okay. with the casting of the leads of these shows. Um, That's awesome. I don't, I've only seen her a few times. Like I've literally only seen probably three minutes of her acting. So uh-huh. I'm, just hoping Ruby is up to what I kind of expect out of these leads. Well, I'm always hoping. But the, uh, I mean, we know we're going to get the crossover in December. Yeah. We don't know that we'll actually get a series. But that is still Petowitz just said, in development. It's not, we're not there yet. Yeah. Pedowitz said that at TCA. He says, we'll do a pilot for mid-season. Whether it goes to series, I can't tell you. Right. Um, I'm not trying to be negative. Uh, I wanted to be optimistic and looked her up and kind of went, mm, I'm not there yet. I think she does look the part. I mean, I don't know if she looks the part. I transferring these things over, you know. Try, I mean, you ha, everyone has a, an idea in their head about which artist drew it, and eh. Well, I don't it's know. not even the artist thing, because I, I don't. <laughs> I do. I I I probably have at times gotten caught up in like who drew what, and I like this version of that. Blah blah. blah. Um, I I like to think that my idea of looking the part has more to do with um certain kind of characteristics the character. Mm-hmm. exemplifies and uh what i kind of get the feel of if i see like a headshot kind of thing mm-hmm. 
And uh, I got. I mean, Ruby does look like she could kick some ass. So, I, I, like, I liked that about yeah. her when I first saw her. And I had to look up, you know, Orange is the New Black. Like, I, I, I recognized her from there, just having wandered into the living room a few times. But that was that's mm-hmm. it. That's all I've got. I don't. I don't really know her from anything. I know Twitter has a problem, but I don't understand why. I don't understand that that beef. Twitter always has a was. problem for reasons that I was like blowing up my timeline for a minute. <laughs> Like, no, here's why she's a bad idea. I'm like, ah, she just didn't look like, like a great actress, but that seems like, you know, kind of par for course in a lot a of ways. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <sighs> I don't want to be dismissive of the CW actors. A lot of them are really great. A lot of the leads, though, are, you know, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's not even the leads. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not accurate about that either. It's just random chunks of people on these shows don't don't work for me. That definitely happens. <laughs> that definitely happens. Like, as much as we can get uh, caught up and 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 really love and suspend the disbelief uh, entirely, and really love these shows, there's always uh, every now and then you get GM answered. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, I mean, I'm talking about the recurring and regulars. The regulars, and the I know, recurring. That's I know, what I'm but about, like, you know, I, but sometimes, man, there's. You can hit a point where you just think, "Oh shit, who, who sent this to the network and said we're done?" Yeah, and you know it's so hard for me to like because there have been act, there have really been times where I thought Katie Cassidy did a fantastic job, and then other More times lately. where I'm just like, "Yeah," and but you start to wonder if it's if it's the uh, the Irish problem. Candace Patton is a good actress. Yeah, she is good at what she does. They just didn't but, give her like, a lot last, for a while. This last season on The Flash, like, they made her a bad character. They turned everyone against her. <laughs> so, you know, I wonder if that was part of Cassidy's problem for a while. Because I've turned, I've seen her turn into good performance. And then other times I see her, like, shaking violently at the notion of a, you know, baby asp- aspirin and some champagne. I, I don't know what the, what the hell's going on here. It was, uh, it's been rough times with her sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I I don't necessarily agree with the the Iris problems. Like Iris is, um, I I felt like she had a lot more to do recently, and mm. to some extent, people just kind of thought. It seems like people, to some extent, thought, uh, "Who who the hell do you think you are? Like, what's yeah. what's? Why are you suddenly stepping in?" And to me, though, that came across as like, "Yeah, man, get in there." Um, yeah, and she was relevant. Like the way they functionally wrote her into the show she was mostly very relevant like them there's some plot holes here and there like there's some mm-hmm. some parts where yeah you can watch the whole season and and have a few pages of what if this has happened and and this should have happened instead that happens with pretty much everything but her as an actress never thought she was the problem like season one i was i yeah. was more worried about her and her role because she didn't have anything to do like they didn't give her any agency it was just really kind of boring and then they finally gave her something Absolutely. to do and now it's been a very like a much more interesting character katie cassidy on the other hand they've always had something for her to do and mm-hmm. god help me i'm sorry <laughs> but they haven't always had something for her to do they've always had they've something very clearly... she was supposed to be doing yeah Sure, but they very clearly, I feel like at times, have like not known what they should be doing with her. Oh, definitely, definitely. But there's like the scene where uh, I forget who breaks into her apartment and tells her like you know, Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow, and she just like <laughs> she looks back and forth like one of those stupid Felix the Cat like Godfather clocks. Yeah, that was bad. It was, it was bad. bad. It was just actively bad. Like I hope someone told her to do that, and she thought it was a bad idea, and they told her to do it anyway. 
it almost reminded me the way she was shaking while she was doing it reminded me of uh the guy that stumbles across the dead the dead lady in Italian Spider-Man. I don't I don't know that one. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to send you Italian Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a parody, but yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, I reckoned. I, I yeah, I reckoned that fantastic. hard. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I don't know. I I hope the best for Ruby Rose. I hope it works out well. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, but kind of going. Eh, I don't know. I'm pretty optimistic. <laughs> I'm not even. Um, I'm not worried about it right now. I, the yeah. only thing I'm going to be cautious about is we are going to meet her in some detail. Like that was the big drop was, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to have Batwoman. Yeah. I, and even when they said like we're not going to introduce Batman, this is what we're doing. I get it. If you introduce Batman, you have to have a Batman show. Like we're not just going to have dude. Right. You can't just the tip me on Batman. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still mad about Tyler Hoechlin. Like you. You gotta introduce certain characters. If if you introduce them, you gotta you gotta bring me those characters a lot. Like why why are you mad about Tyler Hecklin? I want more. No, I don't. I think he's fine the way he is. I don't need a Superman series. No, I don't. I it's just um, it is literally something they explain away when big events happen. Like we saw that in the finale. Like, well, yeah. If you I'm introduce have it, to do that. Yeah, and I I see that's the other thing. I wonder if you're gonna have to introduce that. If you're gonna have to do that there, and they have they've already introduced Bruce Wayne to the. The, the you know the the universe this is going to be in Gotham like there's going to be mm-hmm. some version of this that people are going to want to explain uh, to me it's a little risky to even do it but I think people are ridiculous for that because you know how hard it is for me to have lunch with a friend <laughs> we're all busy everybody's busy yeah like I was like like Matt called me today Matt from the MCU cast he's like hey man what are you doing I said I'm prepping for the show and he was like oh man bummer and we didn't have lunch today because of that right. <laughs> But if your friend called you and were like, hey, um, there's an alien invasion. I'm not sure my team can handle it. Like, are you free? Uh-huh. You'd probably you know free Clark's time. Not. You know Clark's not. All the time he spends with the damn Justice League. All the time he's trying to battle off people in Metropolis. Yeah, Parasite and all sorts. There's no there's way that guy's free. There's probably plenty of things happening. I'm just saying, like, fan expectation-wise, you, you're going to want to see something there. Fan expectation. That's the problem. That is and isn't the problem. Uh, on the one hand, fan expectation is what <laughs> makes this whole thing possible. On the other hand, it can become deleterious, toxic, yeah. downright yeah. painful to, to be around. And I'm not trying to be toxic because any, any of this stuff. Like, you know, uh, there are people I don't prefer on these shows, people that do. So, you know, I want to reiterate that. Not trying to be mean <laughs> about Ruby Rose or anybody else. Just saying, uh, you know, as as is the point of the show, to give our opinions about these things, I, I'm not so down right now. <laughs> I, like being honest and open is one thing. Being honest and uh-huh. hateful, being honest and ignorant—that's obviously right. something that is in our fan base. Oh, absolutely. Honest and open, though—that's. I mean, that's to me, that's the line you should tread. How do you really feel I about mean, it? There, how do I really feel about it? What do you think? I don't know. We'll see. That to me is, is the conversation I like, I'd like more people to have. There is something I like about the idea that Batwoman might have a Ninja Turtle tattoo. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
Mark Padowitz also said that uh, while shows do eventually end, we have no plans yet to end one or any of them. Talking about the CW shows. Mm -hmm. We'll see where we come out as the season goes on. Well, of course you will. Yeah. Otherwise, that headline reads, Arrow is done. (laughs) I feel like Legends of Tomorrow has been like dingling from the the final hair of an ass for a lot, quite a while. You know, like just, I don't know. I I mean, about a hundred grand, about a hundred grand people watch us. That's all. That's what. That's what happens. Like I don't. I really don't know what the numbers are. No, the numbers are but actually it's... fine for CW in that universe. They're fine. Mm. Like I, I know we have our problems with legends from time to time. <laughs> uh huh. And you have many more than I do. Bebo. That's all I gotta say. I'm not. <laughs> not gonna board yeah. the the Bebo train anytime soon. I'm a I'm a card back. holding fuck Bebo member. <laughs> I remember when the pen came in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have worn a fuck Bebo pen on my lapel proudly for a week. <laughs> I would have bought clothes uh-huh. so that I owned a lapel to wear that damn sticker or <laughs> pen. <laughs> Oh man! Have, ha, just, head to the thrift store and ask someone there. Hand me your uh, sturdiest lapel. Mm-hmm. I, no, I'm not a fan. Not <laughs> Show a fan me to your bin of lapel. Show me to your bin of lapels, my good man. No, no. <laughs> Screw the bin of lapels, my good man. No, your finest one. I shall wear this fuck Bebo's pin in pride. <laughs> Be the closest I ever got to Facebook living something. Uh huh. The day I proudly pinned that. Fuck Bebo sticker. Anyway, so short of that, which Petowitz seems to think people were like, oh, who's who didn't like Bebo? Me. Me, motherfucker. Me. I didn't like Bebo. Yeah, I didn't either. There's, there's a lot of us. Oh, Bebo was stupid. Who thought Bebo was some sort of shark metaphor that you jumped right the hell over. <laughs> uh-huh. Like you threw him in, in the uh, in the fridge, nuked the fridge, and while the thing was in the air, you jumped a shark. It's, it's just stupid. Yeah. But overall, Legends has given me a lot, and it's going to give me a lot more yeah. coming up. So I, I'm glad you think so. I mean, it has it has been fun. Like short of Bebo, it has been a lot of fun. And yes, it's gotten ridiculous, but it's also like giving it, like it it giveth and it taketh. Uh, Bebo, uh, damn it. Uh, Constantine coming back. Elvis. Ah, damn it. Yes. Okay, Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Sure. <laughs> I learned this recently. I don't know, An man. Elvis scene was so ridiculous, they cut it from Back to the Future. Uh-huh. That's right. Back to the Future that is, 2. That is, that, is, that is how that should work. I, I get it. But then again, same time frame. Made it into Quantum Leap. I don't know what to tell you. You know what? I didn't even like the Quantum Leap episode. Like They broke their was, own rule okay. for that. They did break their own rule. They broke it a couple of times, yeah. but I was okay with it because it was it was quantum leap, and by God, they turned out a, a fine product. <laughs> I get it, ninety five percent of the time. I get it. I enjoyed that show, but um, yeah. All right, for all its faults, I have generally enjoyed Legends. I'm not I, like the numbers mm-hmm. are there, and they're giving me a lot, so I'm not I'm not hating on that. It's like it's like Legends of Tomorrow is trying to be this like super meta. Show they're trying to be community in the DC universe, but without the cleverness. There is some cleverness. <laughs> there really is. Mm. It's not. I don't think it's as meta as you'd like. It is, but I, you know, I don't mind it being meta as long as it stops being so damnably expository. And that has gotten better since 
they don't have to explain Firestorm's powers every five seconds. Yes, that ha- that helps. It's not even his powers. Uh, they explain the connection between him and uh, Victor every every time they were on screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was still their powers. They had the psychic connection. Yeah, we have a psychic connection. We anyway, that <laughs> character being misused aside. Uh huh. Um. Anyway, I know there are lots of people out there who like Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I see you on Twitter, and I'm always befuddled. Uh, I talk to you on the show, Jason. I'm always befuddled. How do you I, like this? I know. This? I'm like, I'm mostly with you guys. I'm mostly <laughs> with you. There are things that I would change about the show, but I'm I'm mostly enjoy that damn show. Buddy, buddy. I don't know what to say about it. No. You'll be right. I'll be all right. I'll move on. Try to enjoy it this season. I like Constantine a fair amount. I, uh, oh, you, I'm happy to have him. You're pretty damn happy about that guy. Yeah, like, I like Constantine. Yeah. I do. I was a little annoyed, like, hearing that, like, oh, we think Constantine's a little too cool to hang out on the ship. Like, that would be annoying to me because it would feel like they were going to sideline him and just, you know. I I would say there are just going to be a couple episodes where we don't see him, but that's actually true for, like, every cast member on this ship. So that's to be mm-hmm. expected. Because it is. Mm-hmm. It's an ensemble cast and you don't always get everybody, you know. It, that That's fine. Right. That's That's in the writing. That's how these shows work. I'm not hating on that. But it, it almost sounded like for a second they were just going to kind of throw them in a little pocket and use them when they wanted to. And when I thought about it, it sounded more like they were just going to kind of let him live somewhere else. And it's a it's a giant damn time ship and he's magic and they can get together whenever they damn well feel like it. Yeah. Plus, I feel like he's like the spike of that show. Or he should be. He is a little too cool for sure, as the producer put it. Yeah. I don't think I don't need him to be like hobnobbing with Ray in the commissary or whatever. I forget who. I think it was Clemmer said like I don't need to see him doing laundry or something like that. I, was like, eh, I get that. <laughs> I get that. I can actually dig that. Like, yeah, he's just that kind of character. He's no. he's always good. He's always got the red tie. It's always fresh. He's or freshish. Always kind of looks like he had about four drinks. No, I disagree. What? I think I'm thinking back to Constantine. I'm thinking about him like covered in blood and doing the seance thing. You know what? I think that could be rather comical and amazing to watch Constantine do laundry <laughs> and just like just stroll up completely naked, covered in blood, his clothes covered in blood, cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and just to see Ray's reaction to that would be phenomenal. This dude's got it all wrong. No, no, that's what he the show has is. it right. He has it right. <laughs> Here's the scene I want. Exactly that. He just destroyed some damn succubus or something. <laughs> yeah. Covered in blood, like head to, head to toe, smoking a cigarette on the ship. Ray's like, hey, you're not supposed to smoke. Fuck off. All right. Um, <laughs> What's up with your clothes, dude? Oh, yeah. And then he does some quick little spell, and he's like immaculately dressed. Well, I say immaculately. Dressed as he normally would with the red tie down. And then just like takes another puff of a cigarette and strolls off the ship and vanishes back to his little happy space. Mm-hmm. I just want him to do like a, a like a quick spell. Screw you, I don't need to do laundry. I have better solutions mm-hmm. and move on with this day. Mm-hmm. And it would be Ray. It feels like it would be Ray. I think you're right there. Yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be Ray. Either way. No, no, I think he should do them. Like, I, I don't think, he think he's do going to complain machine. to Sarah that there's not enough bleach on this bloody ship, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I think he should. <laughs> Because, and like and everyone, I think everyone should have like a weird misconception that he sh- he could just magic himself into being clean. Yeah, and he's just always like magic has consequences. I'm not giving up. You know, I'm not giving up two months of my life to have clean shirts. I'll do laundry. I can do some laundry, mate. You know. <laughs> oh, much better, much better. Beyond that, 
he he discovers the room where the ship makes costumes for people. <laughs> and never does laundry that. again. I could deal with that. <laughs> That's just the solution from here going forward. Walk in. Yeah. Another one, please. And and uh, there it is. And, and just move on. Or they they even tell him about it. They're like, you know, you don't have to keep washing these clothes over. We have a we have a room that makes clothes for you. You can have anything you want. You can wear something different for God's sake. He like walks in and comes out with like a green tie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? A green tie? He's like, Yeah, I don't really like it. I think I'm going back. <laughs> yeah. I thought it'd yeah. work. That's great. What else do we have here? Um Mark Pedowitz says there's no discussion about a Batman series. He says Batman already exists in the Arrowverse because last season Oliver Queen mentioned his name at one point. And Bat- Batwoman, if the series if the series goes forward, lives in Gotham. There's no plan at this time to have Batman appear. Well, there's no plan at this time to have Superman appear, and we have a Tyler Hecklin now. So, yeah, you know, take that with a grain of salt, I feel. And before there was no plan to... Or he also said no plans to cancel any kind of shows, so... Mm-hmm. All shows get canceled. Yeah, eventually. It's a bad phrase. They all die. Mm-hmm. They do indeed. I do love that Doctor Who is a show about space-time and it somehow doesn't. But that's beside the point. It got canceled for several years. And reappeared at a different time. Mm-hmm. Much like the Doctor do. There you go. <laughs> you have anything else, man? Right, we're done. I think I don't. Well, holy moly. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. That's every episode for free, by the way. We uh, do have a voicemail number that you can call. You can leave us a voicemail, 205-259-6331. You can leave your voicemail about anything. You're not guaranteed to be played, but most likely you will be. Uh, Or you can come join our group, facebook.com slash groups slash DC on screen podcast over on Facebook. Do that. I think we're done. Uh, if If there was any news you wanted to hear us talk about we didn't talk about, let us know. Let us know either by voicemail, by uh, that group, dconscreen at gmail.com. Um, on our Twitter, DC on screen. On our Instagram, DC on screen. We're everywhere, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Next week is our 500th episode. I'm ready for it, y'all. It's a lot of production. Until next week, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.
Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.